Welcome back to Art Matters, the podcast for artists. On today's episode, I sit down with two terrific Detroit-based artists. James Oscar Lee is a painter and a textile artist, and Marcus Marcus, a multi-hyphenate who develops music, performance art, and practical design. These two have been friends for years and are frequent collaborators, one of the many reasons I asked them both to sit down and speak with me today. In this episode, we discuss the shifting productivity of their artistic careers, the quiet after finishing up a project, how they stay confident while exploring new platforms or media, working for others, working together, old guy tools, and a brief look into their daily studio practice. Enjoy the following episode with James Oscar Lee and Marcus Marcus. But I want to start with the paintings because we're surrounded by them. Because I think the first thing on my mind is the fact that when I walked in here, there's just so much more than there was a month or two ago. And you've been working like crazy. So I'm curious how this, I mean, not just crazy, but you're exhausted all the time. You know, this is, this is, you're working a lot right now. So when do you find the time to paint? And then do you feel like your work uh, from the outside perspective, I'm seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of productivity and a lot of like engagement and excitement. But do you feel like you're just kind of tapped out in the studio right now? Are these exhausted paintings for you? Or are you uh, are you still in it? Are you as in it as you can be? Yeah, I'm still in it. Um, you know, I would say the you know once the the uh, canvas is like on the wall stretched on the wall not on stretchers Mm -hmm. um it gets to a point where it's exhausting to work on and it has to be stretched so then i can continue to work on it and then it's you know to the next step Mm -hmm. um what about just the the work to uh painting work to studio ratio like is this kind of something that you're maybe last year before I knew you uh, or the year before that, do you often find yourself with pretty demanding part-time jobs that fuel uh, or financially uh, stabilize uh, and support the time you get in the studio? Is this more than usual, less than usual? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of other work as well. But um, I do work at night, anyways. When I'm in the studio, okay. uh, most time I'm I'm I try to end myself at like twelve thirty, I'll say. But then I'm here till like three, four. Um, but then I like to come back during the day and see exactly what's going on, uh, what I did, and the next step. Um, but you know, I'm also. I could spend hours and hours just not even painting. You know what I mean? So sure. It's kind of like just sitting here all day thinking. Taking it in. Taking it in. Marcus, you know? is that the same for you when it comes to the valuable time that you have in the studio? You still allow yourself uh, or allow for time to just kind of go by without uh actively making something without actual output whether it's good output or bad output do you allow yourself to just sit decompress you rarely puts out uh true uh those days are behind me um (laughs) but it's like a, a cyclone they could easily be ahead of me um it's um i mean yeah i'll go months i mean i i'd like to I'd work when I really 
have something to work on. And I've learned, I used to not really force it, but just make sure I was always working on something, always working on something. And then I found myself burnt out and then taking a break naturally anyway. And then I was like, well, what if we don't burn out? And what if you become more conscious of the fact that you're in that mode of like work, 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 specifically on creative things and um, put out when, well, put out, start working when you actually have something that you want to work on, even if it's just having fun. But I've learned to just kind of, if it, it's like in, it happens in like periods of time. It'll be like six months straight, I'm making music or I'm working on something, but let's just say it's music. Six months, so I'm making the music, I'm trying to figure out, I'm still listening to other music, maybe grabbing other influences, different ideas, or like, oh, I've always wanted to make this kind of, uh, mood to a song so that might take a month to figure out how to get that mood through my way to do it um and then it comes to a point where it's like okay i think i have enough things that i can put together that are cohesive and then i'll put this thing out but it can take me two years for four songs i mean and i can have 18 songs and i'm like ugh, i only really if I can't listen to it again and again, then it's like, okay, no, that's probably not the one. If it hurts to listen to, I'm like, uh, uh I kind of immediately jump into the person listening to it. I'm like, well, if, if I don't like it, then they might not like it, which is yeah, a I, funny place to be in, but yeah. And then like, I if, if I end up feeling that way, I'll like skip over, like put that piece away and then start working on something new. You know, because I'll, I'll work on maybe like, how many are one, two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, six pieces at a time that rotate in and out. Yeah. Over the year, there'll be 12. So then I'll finish one, then put it to the side. And then, um, but throughout that time, you know, working, you know, if I work in, if I'm in the studio at night working, then I have the day to experience other, other things to gain my inspiration from that are like, you know, you wouldn't normally put yourself in that position. So then it's like, oh, I just dealt with that bullshit from just a funny thing to view. Right. So. Have you, Jay, since I've known you, I don't think I've known you to have a, have a pause, but do you also know what Jay's talking? Sorry, what Marcus is talking about when he says that there are periods of heavy work, heavy creativity, and then he'll just stop for maybe months at a time. I don't know, Marcus, if you said that specifically, but are you also familiar with long periods where it just it goes quiet? Pause. <laughs> you know, okay, before before Jay, <laughs> before <laughs> before okay, okay, before Jay goes, but. Yeah, so the, those pauses can either be frustration, but usually it's like, okay, I've accomplished the goal that I have that I had set. So, like in November was the last time I performed um, with Aaron, and it was like, okay, I had worked on this thing through the winter. I was on a run since Jay's show. I forget the name of the gallery on Holbrook, the closing show that I performed at. Oh, JP's the the name of the show, or the name of the the venue. The venue. Yeah, um, it's just address. It's just the address. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's John Patrick's place. The um, yeah, above the fold. Yeah, it's like an architect firm. 
So I had been on a run since then because that got me out of my funk of not making mm -hmm. anything. So then I was on like an eight month, like, okay, I'm back um, to making, conceptualizing what the show will be. What am I even talking about? What do I want to talk about? What's hitting? Where are my emotions at? Uh, being more, um, just being more real life and less conceptual lately, or I guess previously. Um, but yeah, so once I hit that thing, that's the knowledge of the past, the wisdom knowing like, okay, I need to come down off the performance. I need to like check back in with myself. I need to check back, check back in with life. Like, is my family good? Are my friends good? Um, I'm in a relationship now. So like, is my, is, is everything good there? Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming that's something you had to learn. Meaning five yeah. years ago, this was yeah. not necessarily, this was, <laughs> this seems like well-trodden territory now. No fucking way. Good, yeah, no, the point of it, right? no fucking way. It was, mm -hmm. you know, not quite Taz, Tasmanian devil, but I mean, yeah, it was just like, all right, like it was more of a fuck it attitude. And then, you know, life happens, things happen. You learn and you're like, I don't really, when you care about other things or people or situations, you're like, oh, okay. I don't want this thing to turn into something else hmm. uh, for the bad. Or for the worst, so let me take care of it. Um, but yeah, so I'll get to the point of completing the goal, whatever that is, performance, EP, uh, collection of music, whatever, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got to... What about the dropout? I mean, a lot of people, uh, I think I have an idea of how you might answer this question just based on a recent conversation we had, but a lot of people, including myself, talk about that. Uh, when that thing is finished, you know, a show, an EP, whatever, uh, there's a you, you can get kind of demoralized. When the creativity just hits a natural pause, a chapter end, it's I think it's pretty common for creatives to get kind of depressed to instead of just immediately oh, oh go back to the sort of day to day, spend time with people, whatever. There there is sort of a come down from that. Do you still find that to be the case? And then what do you what do you do if so? Um, I mean, there's a come down, but I mean, I'm very self-conscious of what's going on. Like, I, I don't neglect myself during that process. Mm. I'm very aware, like, okay, we're working. Like, I'm going to turn my airplane mode 7 o'clock till 2 a.m. And then that happening for repeated days, people don't really get worried because, like, I will check in. Sure. They're like, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm not going to do it every time, but it's like, if it's been, like, you know, two weeks, it's like, you know, fuck. Every time I call Marcus, his fucking phone's not on. And it's like, oh, he must be might be working on something. Um but no, I'm I'm aware while I'm doing it that I'm in that zone and I personally need not be interrupted and maybe my communication could probably be better uh as to how I do it. But I um yeah, I'm 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 aware. And so when the come down come happens, um I'm aware of it. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Because it's usually just a bodily, it's an exhaustion because I performed. I'm usually doing a performance with it. So I'm putting so much into this performance. I'm not doing multiple. I'm doing one performance that I've made music for and thought about uh, costume, design, concept, how am I going to do this thing. So I put it, all of it into one, usually in the evening. And I just, that's it. I let it go. So the come down is usually just being exhausted more so than anything interesting um sometimes it yeah it is depression as well but um yeah I, I mean it happens you know just give it a few months until whenever i'm not looking for for the depression to be over like when it's there it's there it's good it, it can be really good <laughs> it, can be. it is it can no be. it i'm very comfortable with you know the with depression the the blues 
as my mom would call it when I was growing up. Like, yeah, I'm fine. This is where I'm at. I feel really comfortable there, which is why I have to be aware hmm. to not s- stay there because it can get dark yeah. um, or just heavy, I should say. Not even dark, just heavy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm f- fairly aware. I'm fairly aware of what's going on at this point in life. Yeah. In my 20s, not so much at all. No. Sure. I had no idea what the fuck I was, was really going on internally. I just was doing it to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. 20s though. Uh, Jay, what about you? Back to the pauses. What do you, uh, do you also take these breaks? I mean, I think we started this because you discussed how you take the pauses, certain types of pauses while you're working. So a, a full night of painting for you can be, uh, you can turn the light on and off a couple of times, but do you also find periods, uh, uh periods of time that go by when you just either, um, yeah, you hit pause, uh, you have a show. I know that show that happened last year. Do you allow yourself to just stay out of the studio for a period of time? And, uh, and then how do you feel about it when, when you do? Uh, well, when, you know, whenever I have a show, um, I'm about to finish it. I'm normally start about a month out looking for a venue, and then the paintings are pretty pretty much all done, and then I'm I'm already started on another whole another series. I see. So it's before not... yeah, as I'm stretching them. Okay. I and once they get stretched and um, kind of uh, wrapped up, I, uh, I I immediately have canvas new canvas on the wall, working hmm. on stuff, and then I have the show. I'm already working on new things. Um. But uh, you know, I would, I would probably say, you know, it's it's probably all year round. It doesn't really, yeah, it, doesn't <laughs> it, do, stop, no. it doesn't stop. What's uh, the the depression? The oh, de- yeah, of course. <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, all right, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> what's the what's, what's the longest in in living memory uh, that you've gone without painting, if you can remember? I don't know. Maybe like. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a, a, a month, hmm. right? I don't know. Two, two max. Maybe two months. Because even even the even if it was two months, it was like you were still buying canvas or buying paint, even though you sure. weren't painting. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, that's you know art adjacent. I look at studio time when I'm building canvases or prepping or priming or all that. That's that's still part of it for sure. I mean, even when I'm you know, painting my walls, painting, uh, repainting my walls or, you know, uh, mopping my floor. Like that's all still active, but, but wet wet water on the floor. What's the difference between water and paint? Uh, well for oil painters, there's quite a bit. (laughs) Exactly. Watch it. Watch it. No, I just think that's so interesting because I am someone that like, I don't know. You guys are like, uh, the water must be different here. Because I, not only do I take these pauses, I don't even know when the last pause I took was, but I can tell you it lasted, it like burned its way into my mind. It's almost like a low T trauma. Like when I'm not painting, things go downhill. Is that because you were were, uh, taking so, like, how long did you do that pause for? I don't even remember. I mean, I'd probably say a couple of months, you yeah. know, it was probably that. 
Um, Will that also be the longest that you've gone? Probably. I mean, there's also been some like life changes where when we were moving from New York to Detroit, there was yeah. a period of months there when it was. But again, but it didn't feel so goddamn problematic. And for me, I, I think I'm a little bit of both of you guys. I like the light switch on off in the studio when I'm there because it sort of allows things to. I also work like Jay on a bunch of different pieces at once and can jump around. I don't like things feeling too precious. Like mm-hmm. how you described it, Marcus, when you were, you know, you'll go for this long period of time on one EP, which again, that's like a series of paintings. So I know it's not. Um, but if I think about paintings taking that long, even a series taking that long, sometimes I feel like that breeds in me like a sense of preciousness. But all of that is better for me than the moments when the painting is paused yeah or yeah i don't know i just think it's interesting and it really i think it's all artists have their own uh so you like the pause i've never liked the pause and actually in the way that marcus is talking about getting used to uh being more comfortable with these different periods of it that's exactly what i'm trying to Mm -hmm. do as well to appreciate the pause to you know uh to appreciate i mean I learned this early on going to studio visits with people in New York where I would I would sometimes feel like I was talking to like an alien species with how someone talks about their painting. I mean, it's like mm. you on a lot of drugs and uppers. Like someone's like, oh, what do you mean depressed? Like, no, no, no. I just go. I just love this. This is fine. all I do. This is amazing. <laughs> fine, Wait, yeah. What do you mean like a block? A block? No, no, no. I don't have blocks. Like, and and they weren't. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not going to name them. But I'm also not giving them a hard time. Like, we all just have these different personalities, and then those personalities, uh, then situate themselves. Sit down in our studios, and and we don't get to choose. So yeah, it's I, like getting, I, li- I don't know. I like to think of my studio as a uh, like an empty grave, and I'm the body in it. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Live body, buried alive. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching uh, your way out. Yeah. All right, all right. That's sick. Um, yeah, I think also to add, not to take anything away from being comfortable with the pause, I'm not not doing anything creative. It's just like I'm doing something else uh, that I've been wanting to do creatively. Or I'm, I'm maybe I'm doing research. Research to me is an art form to me. Like that's like making a piece. Me gathering research just because i'm curious about something yeah for two months and i'm like okay all right now i know about this thing which may later bring up thoughts obviously for a project when that mood comes to make shit um but yeah like that pause is the first month is not doing shit not just listening to music maybe that i didn't listen to during that time um catching up on other shit checking the links that jay may have sent me on Instagram, Dude sends a lot. Of yeah, links. and so I'm like, oh, okay, this this shit's funny. Okay, this is great. All right, all right, this is weird. Okay, this is perfect. So I'm g- catching up on like the little shit um, that I might have normally been doing, sure, or checking up on had I not uh, been making something and taking that pause. But yeah, during that time, I'm like, okay, what's next? And it might not be. It's probably not going to be music, but sometimes it is. Um, I want to stop you because that's. I want to stop you because this is exactly where I want to go next. It was to talk about the things that you, um, again, I called you a musician. You might consider yourself a multi hyphenate or, or anything. I consider myself a painter, but what I've been learning over the last year is the odd feeling 
of taking your creativity on a different path and all of the feelings that go along with that in the sense that you're in unfamiliar territory that's still creative. It's not like some job or whatever. Um, And then also the, I don't know if you'd feel the same way, but there's a sense of kind of like cheating on your, on your chosen art form. So I I spend like hours working on a kid's book or something. And then I'm like, bitch, you should be painting anyway. So this is all, but there's this new territory for me because I think I'm not alone. I think a lot of painters just like really grab that definition or that label and like Mm -hmm. hold on real tight. Um, But I'm curious when you, how, how comfortable are you grabbing these things that aren't music, um, (laughs) that aren't specifically music um, and moving forward with them? Uh, Fairly comfortable because there's only, you know, maybe three other things that I might be doing. Um, but I mean that my, my whole life as someone who was creative has always kind of been that like it was okay. At first I'm playing sports and I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about the game, but the fucking uniforms are sick. Like these colorways are crazy. <laughs> okay. And so right. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not really into sports. Maybe I'm into just like, I don't know, colors. And so I'm like, all right, but shoes are cool. So now I'm paying attention to, to shoes. And then it's like, all right, my mom gets me in the theater and I'm like, okay, I love acting. So that lasts for five, six years and then i'm like oh that's theater but then now there's film so let me get into film acting and then it's like well i've always loved music let me figure out how to make music uh i don't have any equipment so let me find these weird instrumentals of shit that i like and start recording over those and then after that it's like all right i get equipment so now i got equipment i got to learn how to use that equipment so i think it's already kind of been built in me to just adjust to different shit but i'm not doing anything out of my like interests so i mean at this point i mean being 35 i mean there's like three things creatively that i feel like i would do so i just kind of bounce between those three things Hmm. it's not so much film right now but like acting is always there it's not so much music right now but music is always there it's not so much fashion and design but like that's kind of always there so if there's anything that's new it'd be fashion and design so it's like all right i don't know a fucking program so let me get the fucking software figure out how to do it um so that is like right now that's what's taking my thing so and then when that's done, I'm like, all right, all right, let's get in the studio. Do you have a different level of confidence with it than you do music? Uh, no, not at all. Because I, I don't, I d- don't do any of them so well that it's like I'm a master of them. Hmm. I do it with this a uh, curiosity of just like, all right, let's, all right, let's see what happens for the next few months, hmm. without trying to be, uh, I guess, quote unquote, the best at it. It's like, all right, how can I? M- how can I just dive into it and see what happens? Interesting. Which comes from trying to be the best at it and what it means to other people outside of myself. And then turning that into being like, okay, how well can you complete this idea that you have for this said art form and not get caught up in like, well, it's not as good as this. It's not as good as that. Or it doesn't look the way this does. This person knows more than me. It's like everyone knows more than me. A lot of people know less than me. Um, people are better than me. People are, people, there's people that are better than me. Um, so it's just like, all right, fuck all that noise. That's just noise. doesn't fucking matter. Are you honestly expressing what, whatever vision you had through this art form, um, or creative outlet, or, you know, are you just kind of just lost in that 
noise for me personally. And so getting lost in the noise doesn't do well for me. That just all of my mental gets fucked. Now I'm depressed and like, oh, this, you know, I, I should be here. I should be. Fuck it. I felt the same way when I was seven that I do now. Just now I'm comfortable with myself. And I'm like, all right, just go explore it. Just figure it out hmm. for myself. And then if I like it enough to release it or put it out, then I'll put it out. But it's just kind of always keeping that curiosity and not letting it get too uh, judgy, judgy, best, best, best. I got you. Um, yeah. I got a few follow-up questions, but I want to switch to uh, Jay now and ask the same thing specifically because of the, um, you know, we've been friends now for like a year, I think, and, and we've talked a lot about paintings and your paintings, and you have a studio full of paintings that we're sitting in now, but I feel like it was way more recently that I saw your, like, leather work mm-hmm. and your... Uh, you know, that apron that you just put together. And I think maybe you mentioned it in passing, but it absolutely wasn't with the emphasis. I never, like, described you as like, yeah, you know, Jay, the painter slash leather worker. The leather man. Is, what's that called? Leather worker? I don't know. Leather I mean, I, I I have had jobs as a, as a leather worker. But um, that's the preferred nomenclature for a man of your uh, uh, abilities? Maybe like a seamster... That's Seamster. been used, but seamster might be more towards. Um, no, I would say a leathersmith is more like a guy who or a lady who crafts stuff by hand. Oh, yeah, mine okay. is more like design orientated. I I do everything from um, uh, cutting the pattern out, or well, I cu- I'll do the pattern maybe a tiny bit, depending if I was making a bag or a duffel bag, a backpack. But um, a lot of times when I create these i just cut them to a shape um no pattern um and then just start putting them completely together zippers everything the buckles pre-planning um certain types of um hardware do you only do work on commission for the leather leather stuff Um, or do you make your own pieces i i used to um but i you know i'm i'm I just did it as a side thing to uh, bring my creativity to a different place. Oh. Like Marcus and I, what was it? Um, how many years ago we took that course? Six or seven. Twenty six. Yeah. I think it was like 2016. Yeah. What was this, 2023? Yeah, like seven years ago. Yeah. Marcus and I were like, oh, yeah, we both, we're both into fashion. Let's go ahead and... It's the this thing let's, out. Hey, let's uh, get this... Let's get this money. Let's do this. And then, so then we do the program, we do that. And then, fun fact, they'll pay you like $11, $12 an hour <laughs> yeah. to work all day long. 15 now. It's 15. 15 now. now. Kids are lucky. And then you got to like drive like decently <laughs> far. So you spend $20 on gas. You work all day long for $100. <laughs> and it gets taxed. <laughs> it gets taxed. And then you're, you know, you're, you're going on these, uh, Michigan roads. So then like, you know, your suspension's blown yeah, out yeah, you're and then you're like, Whoa, and... what did I just do? how did I just lose money? Yeah. So, um, then you start skipping class and eating tacos. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Is that what, is, is that what happened? Yeah, that, the, this is the art school equivalent for sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my That's god, good. yeah. Shrimp quesadillas. 
So you wow. tried that out, and then you... It wasn't for you. Yeah, you yeah, say. yeah. So I worked for multiple other companies in, like, the area. Uh-huh. Um, um, and um, I was like, wow, I'm so I'm designing things, you know? But I'm still, uh, like, I'm doing a bunch of things for these big clients that they have. And then I, uh, you know, you're not getting, you're, you're still not getting any more wages. So I was like, you know, fuck this. Um, I'm going to go ahead off on my own, do something else, uh, just focus more on painting, um, you know, move to a bigger, a bigger studio. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably like what, eight years ago. How? I mean, it's been like a few studios. 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016, yeah. Seven. It's 2023. Seven? Yeah, seven years ago. Seven plus six. Is that how you do that? But what's yeah. to stop you? Why did it come down to, uh, uh, did it just stay feeling like a job to you? Because you have no, 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 no. Here. It, it, you could it, just it, make what I mean, you need to in was, the studio, right? It was boring, and I, but I had free reign on design. Um, and then um, I was like, somebody then all of a sudden wanted, uh, I, I quit that job and then someone contacted me, said they wanted a bunch of custom briefcases. So I was mm-hmm. like, sure, no problem. Briefcases, this price, got paid the right amount. And then I'm like, okay, cool, I'll keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I started making like odd wallets that like just made sense, but it doesn't really make sense. But it was it was nice. People liked it. I think you showed me and one then, of those um, or something. Yeah, yeah. I was you know I was just tired of uh, I was also tired of like uh, what was it? I was tired of being like you know what I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna spend like four hundred dollars yeah. on this wallet and then you're just like then a year later you're like wow all the all the little sides of these are coming <laughs> off. Wait, wait. You can't. You they actually won't fix it under warranty. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. So then I'm like, wow. All the these companies are shit for these little items that you're paying so much for. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just like make some shit. And then it was like belts. You know, I'm like, okay, I'd like a nice belt. You know, I have. Uh, I'm tired of spending all this fucking money on nice belts. So then I was like, I'm gonna start finding the good hardware, make my own fucking belts. And start doing that, designing weird fucking belts. So did yeah. that. Um, and then I'll make my own bags for myself that are one-offs. Or I would say it would be like more sculptural. Did you like um, the pieces. making, uh, the actual making of these pieces? I that, mean, for me? Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy always making it. I always, uh, I like using the machine. How does it compare to painting? Does it feel more controlled no, for you, or more, uh, more sort of mindless, or is it? No, just no, as no. I, I think it's just as, um, just as much precision and thinking involved as when, no matter when, uh, you know, if I'm executing here, I'm executing there. I'm both executing with the same mentality that, you know, I'm, I'm very. Um, this has to be done a certain way. I, I don't want to put out a, a, a shit product. Yeah. So I enjoy creating something that is not shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And I can, you know, you can like, you know, I'm, it, you, you got to self critique yourself with everything that you do and and other people around you it's important to like critique others and you know um people accepting critique and you have to accept critique Mm -hmm. and um also you know critique can be different to other people how they critique i mean um but um 
Where was that? I don't know. I wanted to add though, the a big difference in that process when we were working for when we were sewing for people oh, was yeah. once you get your own machine. Yeah. So now it's like not so much fuck them, but it's like, oh now I have like you right, were saying, right. free reign. Now I just have to get materials, which is not that hard if you work at that spot. Or like we know someone, shout out Scott, who has ass loads, literal, because it's hides. You can find him on a subreddit. Um, I think it's actually what the <laughs> the leather man. <laughs> Wait, is, this, <laughs> is that literally where these piles of leather came from, or did you find those yeah, somewhere no, no. else? The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't we can't reveal the source, but I was we can say, reveal I the source. It was a little clandestine. No, oh, yeah, uh, we can reveal the source, but not the source. Um, yeah, shout out Scott. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you you getting a machine, not to interject into the the thing like that, but yeah, like you get a machine and it changes it. Like, all right, I gotta go do the nine to five thing at this fucking machine, just sewing a fucking one fucking seam yeah. all fucking day. And then you hand it to the next person and they do the next. And they seam. fuck it up. Or you, I, I fucked it up a lot of times. I'm just making fun, but yeah, they fuck it up, and then you got to get it back, and then you got to fuck. I got to do it over. Fuck, and you're seam ripping for two hours, and then you go to lunch, and then you're like, fuck this job. But I got a machine at home, and then they make you go to the cutting room. Ooh. And then- <laughs> what was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Oh, dude, the dude, yeah, dude. I don't want to put his name up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was he he was not Scott. He was the guy. He was the guy. Was the guy. Yeah. No, but Scott worked in the cutting room. Yeah, Scott did. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah, he did. Yeah, didn't he work it? He was, but he's. It's next level, though. He's next know? level, though. He's yeah. Not be there long. No, no. He he's probably just a bad. He was being a bad, bad man. Bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the sense from this that neither of you guys like working for people too much. Is that the wrong uh, takeaway <laughs> from this? Not uh... at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I was like a C or D student so yeah i don't like i don't yeah. like directions from other people it's interesting that because uh well there's a, been a million jobs i've hated working at and i also don't like working for people certain jobs when they jive with um uh interests like when it becomes not a real mentorship but when there are skills and techniques that i can gather like i really tend to just suck it up mm-hmm. whatever the uh the insanity of the uh yeah the situation and honestly i've been thinking a little bit this is definitely tmi but how cool it would be to like go work at a bakery a little bit and mm. get my like, oh, I love shit bread like making that. on that's like what, for real like yeah, just do like a month-long stage yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly and that's and that yeah. was a little bit how you guys are talking about uh uh this leather job uh reminds me of uh doing this printmaking thing uh back in minneapolis at this the sort of community print shop and and I think even if that's the outlook is like, yes, I'm learning things. Uh, sometimes it can get grading and uh, it can, it can, uh, even in theory, you're learning a skill and a technique. Uh, sometimes a creative in a creative space, when it does come down to just hourly pay, sometimes you can't help it, but you like butt heads and you just, yeah, yeah that's the time that you it. quit. That's school too. You, that's education. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. Right? This time you quit. And then you just go ahead and you move to the next one. Mm. Did, yeah. did the same thing with uh, college. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> For sure. It's yeah. like, uh, but I mean, that's that's exactly where I'm at right now. And like real world work, I'm like, okay, I only did this thing because it sounded interesting. And now that I'm there, I'm like, ah, okay, I think I'm ready to do something else. So you said printmaking. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to screen print now, but like get paid to do it. And that's kind of like where my head's been at lately. But I'm realizing that, oh, I need 
to be doing something I haven't done at work if I'm going to have a job until I get to the point where I'm working for myself, which is a process. It's a five, 10 year, two year, three year. It's a process. Um, unless I, if I were to handle my money correctly while having a job, it'd be maybe a little bit easier. But since that's usually not how it goes, because you go from not having money and then you get a job and you're like, oh my God, all right, I'll pay bills. Then I'm going to pay my thrills. Uh, so yeah, that's to me, if, if I'm going to continue in the working world, I need to be learning a new skill so I can just add it to my thing for me. But in addition to like, if I want to get another job, it's like, oh, you've done all these things. Because there was a time when it's like, oh, you're, I'm looking at your resume, Marcus, and you've done everything. I don't want to hire you. To now it's like, oh, you've done a lot of shit. That's interesting. Come on in. Um, yeah. So, a but we two, see every two years you move on to another one. That's <laughs> I think that's key for anything. That was th- uh, for sure. I mean, actually, two years is pushing it. I, oh, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I'm, I'm at my I wit's just end. Two years because of you. Yeah, I waited two years for this. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, like right now, it's been a year and a month at this yeah. current job, and I was really, I was ready to leave the first day of work. Not that it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a you bad tr- environment. You, you tried to quit. I, yeah, I hope. Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> they yeah. wouldn't let you I quit. tried to quit. They wouldn't let me quit because there's like commissions because I'm a contract worker. So there's commissions to my recruiter. And I understood that later, like a month after depression, like, oh, it, it, he didn't fucking care. He's just like, yo, I got this bonus coming for your 90 days. So stay there. <laughs> he was like, literally, just stay there like another month. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I did the math. Like, oh, 90 day bonus. Wide eyed, naive, creative. You should have yeah, made him sign a contract for you to stay there. I've got a contract he can sign. Um, yeah. What All does right. that contract two, uh, uh, entail? Two probably cliche <laughs> questions. The first would be, uh, and this is jumping off of the fact. Uh, our last conversation that we have a few different creative outlets i wasn't finished yet i know but we are moving ahead anyway um someone's got to be the task master here if money became uh, if one of your ventures and this is for both of you hits and you just you're rolling in it do you feel like that would change the um the multiple creative outputs that you have for instance if the paintings just start selling and won't stop is the leather going to continue or do you think you might lose interest because it's financially tied and then the same for you marcus if the music were just to explode would you would you would you be protective of these things that also give you joy creatively or um do you think that they all are kind of like uh, a multi-legged stool that like without all of them together uh you're you're gonna find yourself unbalanced or shaky um i would uh i would take um no i would not i would not i would not stop doing that i okay. would if anything i would actually end up um it would free my time up to actually work on the designs and then hire other people to do uh, the patterns sure, and the work. Sure, sure. Kind of so, source what you don't like doing. Makes well, sense. no, I like to do it. I just won't have time. It's very time-consuming to create. A, it actually doesn't make sense for me to make a apron. So I had a commission for uh, a leather apron, and um, uh, there's it was a very technical piece. It had a removable prep apron, all magnetic uh, hardware, and everything. I, I charged about five hundred dollars. The leather amount on it, I probably caught is what 
$175 worth of leather, $50 in hardware. Um, I I probably, yeah, it probably cost, like, with my time, it probably ended up coming out to, like, $10 an hour, right? But I do have a full pattern from it after. Um, So you would just be more protective of the... Oh, plus the, uh, um, I didn't, this guy, I had his, uh, um, his um, Instagram handle, not laser cut on the leather, but... um, it's it's essentially a CNC machine that has a uh, like an exacto blade on it, so mm-hmm. there's no burn marks or smell. So That's that alone looking. is pretty pretty expensive. So the time on that machine. Yeah. Uh, the time is pretty quick, but no, the, I mean the to to pay for oh, the oh use to pay of the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. So um, you know it it's just super um, super time consuming and just like during that time of that maybe four days that I was making that apron, mm-hmm. I could have had my thought processes somewhere else. But instead I, you know, if I'm doing this and I'm, I'm, I would be more doing like a run of a production and have someone else find out where to, for that to go. Right. I got you. But still I, I would be able to create all these pieces. Mm. Like not all those, but all different designs I'm saying. Yeah. I think that makes you know, a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, similar, about the and, same. And then also, I could go work at a bakery too. Oh, you want to work at a bakery yeah. with me? Yeah, it'll be yeah. so much fun. Yeah, because that's how you figure out how to actually properly um, shape the dough. Yeah. The dough, like you I'm get, so bad at shaping. You gotta but... steal the ideas from somewhere. Am I right? You do. You really you're do. Right. I mean, it's we like could the only do it. I went to school. We'll call it Baker's Man. You know. <laughs> I think that's the move. Two ends. Yeah, two ends. Because we got the the man in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, no, it's about the same for me. I think it would just... It's it's still going to rotate to the other things yeah. to the at some point. So let's say if I get... Not even to call it a burnout, but it's like, oh, this thing is going great. I'm going to give that attention because I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. finally, this is sick. Whichever of the things it is. And then just naturally, just the way that I am and my mind works, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of... I want to do another thing because I don't want to get tired of that thing. Like I don't want to get sick of that thing because mm-hmm. it's going to take even longer to come back to it. Right. Um, but yeah, it would just open up other doors to do the other things at a different level um, that you can do when you have certain finances or network connections. Yeah. And like, I also want to say like doing the uh, like just all these different odd jobs things, with the best part about it, though, is like, what do you do when you're in the studio, right? Who are you with? Hmm. You're by you're by yourself. There's no human interaction, sure. you know, except for maybe you have studio visits and, um, you know, or oh, I gotta go get supplies somewhere. Okay, that's your interaction. But like doing doing jobs, I I love because then you're just dealing with like. People. people and these are just regular <laughs> regular people dude we're regular just fucking weirdos dude, dude just chilling yeah. and like it's i think that's so important just this not not in this normal uh in this there's there's different you know the world is different hierarchies on yeah. how people are and different hierarchies have how uh, people act different yeah right I so i think it's good to explore um all avenues of everywhere to see everybody and everything and then just figuring out how to do that yeah i think that's the the most amazing part 
Yeah, I mean that's a large part of taking a, a quote unquote normal job. The the a large part of that is like, oh, like I'm gonna be detached from most likely my 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 passionate creativity, whatever the thing is that I love. I'm gonna be detached from that for six, eight, ten hours, whatever work day is, and it's kind of nice. Uh, it gets sad at a certain point. That's the point I'm at. But like at first, it's great. It's like, yeah. oh wow. And then that's when you switch it up, and then you meet new people. Yeah, and you do it again. But with you know, hopefully you keep some of that. Uh, you you keep some of that uh, 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 shit you learned from the last time you did it, and so you could do it better the next time. So if you would stay two years the last time, maybe the next time you stay a year and a half, and then you stay a year, and then you just never get a job again. And then every time you leave, all your all your uh, other um, coworkers, they just play uh, "Use Me" by Future on repeat. Because that's what you did, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear both of your points about uh, you got the solo in the studio and then you need the the, the social, the you know, the, the other human elements of, of being with people. And, and there is a balancing act there. But it does lead me to the question I wanted to ask before when Jay mentioned self-critique and then just now studio visits. I mean, I've grown up really uh, realizing the, the need for... Um, other artists in my studio and um, it's one of those needs that was sort of explained to me and in the way that I always assumed it was just a rule and now I believe in a lot of these rules less because we all have different ways of doing it um, I don't want to uh, uh, talk out of school here but I don't get the sense that you guys have a ton of artists coming in and out of your studio and a lot of outside creative um, uh, um, critique. And tell no, me if I, I'm wrong I there. Of, I have a lot of artists that will come through. Jay yeah. more than me for sure. Jay more no, than you. No, you, you, yeah, other musicians. Okay. And you work with many other musicians. It's like at a point. It's like I don't want to, I want to show it to you once I've worked it out. It's I like I, I love no, a critique. No, no, that's that's right. for sure. Yeah. But you right, feel, right, right. you both feel then yeah, that you true. have a, a solid kind of um, sounding board when it comes to when you need answers in your studio or maybe if you don't, but when you're feeling in that zone of like allowing it to be, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, you do feel like you have people in this community that like come on in and can bounce ideas off of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it, it it's usually not literally being in my studio, but it is like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, sh- I'm going to send this link to this person that I, I value their opinion. I love their work or I appreciate their work at least. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll send a link like, Oh, listen to this. Or like, yo, if you're at my house, it's like, Oh shit, I've been working on this thing. You want, I want you to listen to this thing. Um, yeah, it's more so that than anything. It's like once, well, like I was just saying, once I get to a point of like, all right, I want to, I want to hear what someone what their response might be to this piece or whatever this thing is at that point i do it if it's before that it can kind of fuck with how it ends up because i'm very stubborn also as a person at the same time so it's like ah not ready for input you know don't tell me what to do yet uh once it's at a place of like okay now you can look at it and i'm like oh yeah i could take it and not let it you know uh mess up whatever my original goal was for the piece or song or whatever yeah like like for me i have uh a 
as soon as I I lay something on, it's like not nothing nothing will like uh, <laughs> will be like wow that make no it was like that makes no sense. It's like well yeah of course it doesn't. <laughs> this is like this is like a this is below the skeleton. This is like the yeah. this is like the veins, but the blood dripped out. Yeah. And then, Wait, you're talking the about the paintings now, or are you talking yeah, about yeah, Marcus's oh, uh, music? Okay, okay, okay. But it's the same. But it's the same thing. Yeah, it can work for both. It's the appreciation that you're uh-huh. there. Not that it's like oh, you should appreciate. You can see the skeletons, but it is like it's intimate to me. Hmm. So I, if I'm showing you a thing so early, you could still give your input, but it's like. You're seeing the thing before you're seeing. I don't want to make a baby reference. It's weird, but you're seeing the thing before it's done. You're seeing the thing before it's done. <laughs> do you do often it. see babies you, uh, before they're now, done? Are you talking about before like the baby is conceived? It's gonna be a little. Marcus like, just has a dirty mind. We both have dirty minds. We're gonna take. We're gonna take a quick Blood pee break, and no protection. we'll be right back after these messages. Uh, next question. I'll start with Jay here, but I want both of you guys to answer this because it's it's not even a question, really. What I'd like to ask you for can is we, a walk. Can we answer through. it at the same time? No, I want to walk through um uh minute by minute, no hour by hour, <laughs> mm-hmm. of what happens when you walk into your studio at the end of a normal day uh, of work or this or that. Just give me like a, and, and be as honest as you can about like literally you walk in, you put your stuff down, mm-hmm. what happens for, and assume it's kind of like a average length day, like you, whether that's, again, I don't know how long you normally work for, but yeah, just a little bit of a blow by blow of um, what your normal working process your studio mm-hmm. practice looks like um so first thing i do i walk in the door nice nice <laughs> nice nice be super weird if it didn't start there marcus keep 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 it that in mind so uh no i you know i i have like um in the studio i have a um i have like a a chair bench a bench chair and a computer set up and First thing I do is open my computer and I um I uh put Spotify on. Yeah. Sure. Get some get some tunes going. Yeah, get some tunes going. Mm-hmm. I specifically got um a vertical a second screen that's vertical so that I cool. can I can um see it. And what am I listening to or easily moving it? So then I I, I start just Kind Do you listen cranking to my music up albums you know and love, or is listening to music uh, in the studio for uh, you? I explore. I prefer yeah something new new that nice. I listen to. I don't like to listen to the. I may listen to the same exact thing over and over again uh-huh. for maybe three days in the studio, and it's uh, music is like super inspiring to me. Got just it. the different um, um, sounds. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is like the way that me and Marcus have always worked. Um, it was always 
I would uh, I'd paint and he would be creating new music and then we go kind of back back and forth with this. So it's kind of sorry to interrupt for a sec, but physically in the same space sometimes too, right? Didn't oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same space. Interesting. But then you know the the only thing I really come back to to listening actually be I'll listen to Marcus's work, but he's such an asshole though. He'll remove other music. (laughs) That he has and it's from just Spotify, like, right, right, right. Yeah, but what he can't and SoundCloud, send you the, and I'm tracks, just like, like uh, he doesn't send them to you via I mean, email secretively. I pro- probably, but I don't, I don't know. Well, I have a desktop, dude. I don't have a laptop. I don't bring shit with me. I have like, there's nothing on my computer <laughs> but pictures of my art and like, like to like documents that I yeah. do. So it's like I don't, I don't use computer for fun time understood so um so yeah you so, got some good music going yeah i get there and i so oh, sometimes i don't start the music i just sit there and i do absolutely nothing hmm. for maybe an hour okay and then i'm um, like absolutely nothing absolutely nothing yeah i'm just trying to blank out my mind there just was a go completely like nothing brainless there's some author who talks about that <laughs> and I always thought it was impressive where he was like, if you if you don't feel like working on what, if he doesn't feel like writing, he sits at a desk, but he doesn't let himself look at his phone. He doesn't let himself play music. He doesn't, I think he does let himself like look out the window, but he's like, you have to bore yourself to death to the point that you have to make yourself go like start writing. I think it might have been Michael Pollan who said that. But anyway, that's interesting. And are you the same or do you let yourself play on your phone and and whatever for that hour? Uh, If it's an hour. uh, Sometimes maybe I'll do some research. Okay. So then, uh, but it'll be something that has to do with absolutely nothing. Got it. You know, nothing related to what I'm doing. Or, um, Or maybe there is an image that I like or an idea that I like. And, um... You know that could that though could happen while I'm on the go. I'm not here. Gotcha. And then you know, fortunately, I don't have a printer. But then I'll be like, you know, hit a buddy up has the printer. I'm already at his house. Like print this out, and then I just bounce. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. And then or like wherever whatever's convenient for me to get that. If I have that idea right then and there, I have to go ahead work on that idea, and then go and have that put out in my way. I can't have the time to go somewhere that I know that like oh I got to drive over to like Kinkos and print something. I that doesn't Peter, make sense the hard to me. copies uh, I might have just missed this <clears throat> but the hard copies you're talking about that comes from the research and you need those sometimes but to then, paint. but I really don't even need them. Like okay. I I okay. had an image on my phone that I took and then I uh I uh I kind of zeroed in on that object only in the photo, had my friend print it out immediately, and then um, I never I, I, I just used the image on my phone instead of the thing. But it was nice just to have a physical copy. It's like my sure. own. It's like I have a print. And it sounds like a quest, too, like a video game quest yeah. where you have to get this and this and this to unlock the door to finally right. start painting. Yeah. <laughs> More analog, okay. right? Um, so then what happens? Do you, do you, does it, do you leave the computer station and do you, do you stand in front of the painting or? Uh, so I, I found that actually the only thing that really works for me hmm. 
is I I put a set of gloves on and then I start mixing colors and then um then I start working. Otherwise, hmm. if I could sit there all day, but once I put gloves on, I'm like shit. I already put the gloves on, so now what? I like that. I have to go ahead and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. putting yourself in that. Um, but if if I'm like feeling really stuck, though, you know, I'll I might go ahead and um make some like weird like theatrical music oh, on my yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> just sounds like a score for a movie. Okay, but like. So something totally outside of your normal yeah, yeah. Uh, brain background. Yeah, every day is different in the studio. So, and then you know, or and I, do you do? You, sorry, but when you're mixing the colors, you don't know where they're gonna go. You don't know what you're necessarily. Uh, no, I mean, sometimes probably you do, but do you also just mix colors to because you got your gloves on kind of um, thing? No, normally I'm doing um, during the day. So I, I, you know, I'll snap photos every day after I'm done mm-hmm. with the work. And then um, I'll go on my phone and start uh, comparing colors and an editing process. Got it, got it. And then from there I'll be like, okay, this is the color I like. Or I'll, or I'll just think about that color during the day, make a note of it come to the studio immediate if if i thought about the color earlier in the day i immediately come to the studio and that's go to the computer and then make the mix up the colors sort of digital put the gloves on too because you gotta dude you gotta protect your cuticles you really do is there a digital component to your work meaning you were saying (laughs) editing before are you just looking at the photo and then mixing to the to the photo like um yeah yeah so i'll like go on my phone so i'll take the photo of the painting um and then if i i've been using a couple different images um but the way that i edit um is uh you know i just you know the just the double tap on the image and it cuts everything out i literally just learned how to use that two days ago and then i go on instagram i do the story i don't post it so i put the image on my story and then i add the image into it and then i take a screenshot or save it and then it saves and then that's how i make my images i love that because it's like such an old man version of yeah uh, no i'm just not paying anybody i'm not gonna pay somebody to fucking rent a cloud i can't even reach a cloud bro in response to that i'm here ever. on earth i'm i'm not uh <laughs> it's amazing and uh i hear you and i think yeah. that that's actually kind of key too is finding the um no, I, this doesn't even need to be said, but what I like so much about your response is is that it's so <laughs> limited. You know, it's yeah. not the full pay also, monthly Photoshop right. subscription. It, you literally have at your access or, right. or fingertips I, I could do a few things. And I can do this too all, all in four clicks. Sure, sure. It's I don't quick. have to open it's, a program mm-hmm. and then click a button to click a button to get to an editing way. It's like... What is that? How much time did I just take out of my life? Of course. Yeah. And I paid someone to take more time out of my life? Yeah, that's pretty wild. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, I, I hear you. Uh, what I want to do now before we finish your studio day is to switch over to Marcus's studio day. 
Uh, specifically, Marcus, I want to ask you about music and about your setup and the same thing. Once you walk in the door, what happens? Um, but you can uh, yeah, feel free to take that where you want to. If you want to bring in the other creative uh, areas to, you know, whatever you want from the answer, you should you should just go for yeah. it. Um, it's about the same, but I'll, I'll start with one, and mm. then yeah, you I'll just start do it. With music. <laughs> 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 yeah. I walk in the studio. I have a vertical screen. I have this vertical screen, uh, and it allows me to find the music that I want to play more easily. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, um, well, so my studio is at the house is at my house and so i have um a bedroom specifically for that Mm -hmm. um so yeah let's say like if i'm in the zone um i come in the house um (laughs) i get to the studio and um i kind of i sit down i just sit down Let's just say it's a fresh. Let's say I haven't made anything the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're little, coming in fresh. Oh, right. whisper buddies over here. Yeah, so I let's just say, well, I want to start there. Let's just say I'm starting fresh. Mm-hmm. Let's say this is the first day of like, oh, shit, I forgot I have music equipment. Let's do it today because <laughs> yeah. it happens. I forget. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just sit down, um, turn it on, and just start fucking around with sounds. Okay. Um, what does my studio look like? My hallway is... Um, it's my fucking house. It's a it's a it's a comfortable place, but it's a, a weird place, which is a lot like me. Uh, comfortable but weird. I would like to think. Comfortable but weird. I don't think I've described you that way before. But well, that's specifically, good. but specifically, you had mentioned the fact that some what new projects you always start with new equipment. Is that what you said before? Or for like gaps of time. Gaps so of not time. like every single one. So okay. let's say okay. the 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 first. Um, iteration of of Aaron mm-hmm. was with this machine which I had wanted for uh, that was like 2009 2010 mm-hmm. by the time I got the machine I had went to New York went to Europe came back and it was uh, it's for like five years just wanting this machine but I was moving around too much and so it was a big machine, machine. this is the Roland uh, MV 8800 oh, man. Hmm. um yeah, so that, that I wanted that. I touched it one time in 2010, and then I wanted, I was like, I have to have this machine. Mm-hmm. So the process to get it, it, they stopped making it in 2006. Um, so the fact that I even was able to use it in 2010 was crazy. And then, or 2009. And then by the time I was like back settled, done traveling back home in Detroit, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got to get this machine. Um, I ended up getting it through a... Um, um a fucking what's the name shop what are the things whatever pawn shop, shop. Yeah, yeah yeah um so then i was like okay now i have it but now i have to relearn all the things that i learned in that period that i had it anyway sure so that lasted for maybe four or five years using that machine mm-hmm. and then right either at, during covid early covid it burnt out i was like trying to transfer a what I just made onto a CD because it was like an all-in-one. You could like burn the CD, which you just made uh-huh. onto a CD. So like a circuit burned out. And then I was like, all right, now this is done. Um, so I was like, well, let me get something more updated anyway because it was a slower machine. And so now that machine has lasted from 2020 till now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm 
I'm over that machine, but that machine still works. I just lost all my sounds. Um, but yeah, so it's been, and prior to that was grabbing music of people that I liked, uh, that were instrumentals and putting vocals over those. Hmm. Um, but anywho, yeah, so I'll take, I'll sit down at the machine I'll just turn it on and just start walking around the house. Maybe go grab a, maybe go grab a brewski. Maybe make myself a drink. Um, maybe go stare at my phone. Get real comfortable. Get real comfortable. Yeah. Turn and my little, phone off. And a little weird. And a little weird. I'll mm-hmm. turn my phone off. Or like I'll, I'll start to think never candles. That's dangerous. Electricity and fire. Not good. Turn your phone off and uh, computer off. I mean, not that, but do you also quiet the internet? And do you sort of put yourself in that kind of cave or is it really just your phone so people don't text you and whatever and if you want to go research or go play on the computer you you can just yeah it's more so the phone because it's like an immediate way to Jump bring out. me out of the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah the zone um so it's most of our phone the computer's great because i can still like do research and like oh what was the name of that song or like what was this image that i saw or sure sure you know um then yeah, i send down the machine and then i just start kind of playing around or maybe there's something in my head I've been thinking about all the days. So I'm like, all right, I have to figure out how to make that sound, that song, this, whatever this is that's been in my head all day or for months. Mm -hmm. And so that is the process of that itself is a process and there's frustration in that. Um, Yeah. And then I'll I'll take a break. I'll stand up. I'm like, oh, this is getting stale. I might go to the store. I don't even need shit from the store. I'll just go to the store, corner store, usually, I mean, get something or just walk around, look at shit. And then I'm like, all right, I got to get back to the house. Um, and then I just kind of get back to it. But it's a very direct thing. That's actually, I'll jump in and I'll just, mm-hmm. uh, walking is now giving my old man answer. Walking is, I don't know, it's weird and cool to leave your phone behind and just walk. I think so uh, cool. I was previous, a couple of years ago, I saw some sort of interview with Phoebe Waller bridge where she was like, she was like, do you have any advice for like someone who's stuck? And she's like, just go for a fucking walk. I was like, that's stupid advice. And then I went for a couple of walks and I was like, God, it's it kind of sick. like, it's kind of uh it's a thing. And I don't mean like walking a dog or walking with your phone in your pocket, like just walking and also not well, really walking, knowing where you're going walking with no intention with no intention. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, that's good. I mean, that's the, that's the process. So, mm-hmm. um, and then once an idea is there, and I'm, let's just say day two is now there, mm-hmm. now I'm just I'm coming in to specifically finish this idea or to go further into um, finishing it. I don't know. Whatever that is. I might not finish it. Usually the first thing I work on is the last thing I end up finishing. So let's say that I try to come back to that the next day. Yeah. Trash. I'm like, I hate this anyway. And then I'll make something new I like the next week or whatever i make something else i really like the next week another thing and i'm like well now i got like eight songs i really only want to use maybe four or five whatever that means for the release and then i'm like what about that first one that you didn't like and i'll listen to it i'm like oh now i know what to add to it so then i'll add something to it play around with it and then i'm like okay and then i'll listen to oh this is kind of going beyond the studio this is the process but um yeah then i'll listen to that collection of songs whether they're half finished all the way finished and I'm like, well, do they sound good together though? And then I kind of play around. Like I love sequencing. So I'm like, okay, this should go here and then this should come after it. Maybe we need to add a little thing over here to make it go blend better into each other. 
So that's that's usually the longest process is how do I want it sequenced? How do I want you to hear it and how do I hear it? Multiple tracks is what I'm saying. But like, yeah, how does it, does it feel right? Does it feel choppy? Does it feel like four random songs? Do they actually fit? Even though they are four random songs, do they fit? Um, but there's all other types of things within that process of making that music. Um, yeah, I might use the same drum or the same sound and see how many ways can I make it not the same sound or same drum. <laughs> I think there's a, um, this is probably advice I've given before, but the first time I realized the the progress that can be made when you have enough room to hang a couple of paintings uh, uh, next to each other or across from each other, the idea that that first painting that ended with a question mark can, when you finish the fourth painting and look back to it, you go, oh, everything that you learned on two, three, and four, then one is different just without touching it. One is already different. And then you have these tools and it was something that I think just based on having such small studios for so long, I didn't realize the benefit of like, oh, if you want more than one painting up at a time. And and it's cool to hear you talk about music that, that same way where it's, you know, and I guess I always assume that's how you make an album too, is you, you don't just write the song, you think of the album together, you hear the songs together and all of it, but it's, it's very much a parallel with paint with painting, I think. Yeah. I was going to say like, it, there's complete parallels mm-hmm. to like making music and then creating a whole series, right? Creating a, creating a music project to creating a, a painting, a series of paintings or a series of art because you're going back and forth. And like you said, with a large studio, mm-hmm. you're able to put up multiple paintings, work on them. And then, um, I like, I don't know about you, Isaac, but like I use on every series. So I'm working on what, like, like, uh, like five, six paintings rotating within, within that time frame, and then flipping them all out and then switching up new ones. Mm-hmm. I'm using, I'm, I'm the colors that I batch up. They're being going across to other paintings. It's not just one, right? So you're going there, there. You may be using one of the same small techniques in in a in a song in another song and throw that in there, but you tweak it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you take that sauce, but then you just kind of mix it. Yeah, no, for sure. And it even like, for example, with the last um, project that I did with Aaron. It was like, okay, I'm only going to use five sounds. How many ways can I manipulate these five? Because I kind of, I need, I need a rules. Yeah, like I do. Because it'll just, it'll go forever. It'll never get done, you know? Because I, so I'm like, okay, just use these five. And then there's no cohesion. Yeah, and then there's no cohesion. So it's like, all right, let me use these five um, and see what's furthers. I'm the one making the music. So it furthers my, uh, abilities as a producer so i'm producing for myself and I mean, there's so many i mean there's just hell of phases to it because then it's like all right i've got all i've got all the tracks i want but now how do they sound so now you're doing the speaker game i gotta play it in jay's car i gotta play it in my car i gotta play it in my mom's car i gotta play it at the house where i actually have you know professional um speakers and then i'm like well all right it's, it's it sounds great at the house but not here so then how do i get it where it sounds at least 
you know, most decent um, anywhere that it goes. And then how do I make that bass blow your speakers out? But also sound good. Yeah, at the right time. That, yeah. That won't, won't hit yeah. the lows. Yeah. You can also do the lows in some way. You can and then next fuck shit know, up. It's like, hmm, that's not translating well. Yeah, it's that you can't hear shit. Yeah. Um, but and that's the same to finish that question out that you had originally. That's this very similar process when it comes to anything else. So right now it's footwear for me. So I make the mold of this sketch that I've had for a long time, and now I'm like, okay, how do I create this shoe the way that I want to? It's a very specific way I want to. So my research is finding the materials. All right, I got to get plaster of Paris. I got to make a fucking mold. Okay, let me talk to my friends that make clay. Let me, you know. Talk to the people that I know that work with their hands and work with materials to figure out the best thing to do. Um, and then I'll go through many trials of that. It took me two weeks to make the the air, what is it called again? Foam clay, to make the foam clay structure. It took me two weeks because I just kept working on this one part. It kept falling. I'm like, okay, how do I get it to do what I want it to do so I can lay it in the mode? But very similar process. I just stepped off. I haven't touched it in three days now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. I know I'm going to come back to it by the end of the week because now I've done the research. I have someone I can contact literally tomorrow to make a mold. Um, so, yeah, it's a very similar process, though. I gotcha. I'm, guys, we're getting close to the end here. Uh, and I want to normally I end the episodes asking for any advice you might have for usually it's easiest to say just like yourself 10 years ago, you know, art advice, uh, uh, you know, therapy, whatever. But, uh, but before we go into that, uh, it can be both. Uh, before we go there, I do want to just uh, highlight what you just said, because that's the project that you guys are collaborating on. The footwear thing? The footwear thing. Uh, at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. At the moment. I mean, not yet. Yeah, right? not I mean, at you're the still moment. still building it. But. but it's like I'm gaining the knowledge to be like, yo, like this is, if this is something you're interested in, not like I'm asking the question right now to Jay, but it's like, all right, yo, this is how you, this is how you could, this is one way you can do the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like me learning to, to give it to anyone else, specifically people close to me, mm-hmm. if they want to do it as well. Because I'm also going to be like, yo, Jay, all right, I made a pair, size 13. I need you to wear these around for a week. Tell me where they suck. Tell me where it's great. Does it, is the, <laughs> is the, is the insole right? Is it not comfortable here? Okay, so okay. This is going to be an experimental so phase. Because I was going to ask about then, have you guys collaborated before or do you look forward to that collaboration? Never. But never. this is, uh, I've never, but, uh, this isn't, uh, <laughs> technically, you wouldn't designate this as collaborative, the, the shoot project. So it's, well, it's, no, we, we, you will be though. We right? did, uh, all the leather work I would do would be under a brand low quality. That that's that, what you guys were talking about. That's what yeah, I, yeah. where Mar- I Marcus came and with the I, question. While we were in the uh, our the industrial sewing program, yeah, hmm. we um we came up with low quality. Do you guys have any reservations about working together, collaborating when it no, gets we, to that level? <laughs> no, I mean. No, I mean you guys have known each other forever, la la la. But we but work different. There's a thing, but we work. Isaac, kind of... first off, there's a thing called lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like there's no. If, if the thing is, we we have worked together. Yeah, and if anything, we can live and be around each other 
easier than we can work together because there's a point of no, working of together that's what i'm like saying really... it can be anything it can be because you guys will be at loggerheads or it can be because you guys when put together you erode your each other's uh work ethic or whatever like both of those things could be what i'm asking about which is the point because collaboration can be difficult for a lot of different reasons and i'm just wondering how you're I'm not trying to like Turn the waters here, scary no, one uh, I, off. I, but I am me, curious about this project. Is, uh, comes to trusting and also believing in the the person you're collaborating with's abilities. Yeah. And do they do they know how to critique themselves properly and create something properly? You know. Um, now, if it if it was because it would be. Um, towards the business there would have to i'm not that great at business <laughs> marcus how's marcus how's your business i i've i've learned to be better at it because it's like a thing right, you do right, you have right. to like put all the other shit aside and like yo if we're gonna do the thing yeah. let's do the thing and it's not like a um we, we've learned at least in my eyes yeah. we've learned what we do best because we're both sick at the right. ideas. Yeah. And then I would say that when it comes to certain types of execution, Jay's so precise. Like when it literally comes to cutting out leather, yeah. I can't cut for shit. So I've learned like, you know, being in the studio with Jay before, like, okay, I probably shouldn't be cutting. Jay's pretty fucking precise. But when it comes to the assembly, you know what I mean? Jay has done it more often lately, mm-hmm. but I think we can trust like, okay. Right. Like, maybe if I can't handle a part, I'm like, all right, Jay, like, all right, take this. And then maybe vice versa. But Jay's pretty sick yeah. with the sewing machine. So but it's not like a um, let me show you what I did today thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, all right, dude, sick. You, that 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 seam sucks. So let's take it out and do it right. again. Maybe try this way. And if it doesn't work, it's like, all right, well, then you take it because you had the right. idea to do it better. So then you do it. Um, like as everything a, has to be perfect. Yeah. Everything has to be perfect. And that's... And you guys are talking like, I know this is a new project, but you're talking like you've done this before in terms of working together. Yeah. Which, to to whatever respect, you guys seem to know each other's working methods and this isn't necessarily like a brand new uh, exploration. It's not brand new, um, but it's... we. Yeah, like we we know we just know <laughs> it's like a like I've described it like this to people before. It's like if you, I don't have a twin, you know what I mean. But it's like we can be driving in the car, and we'll see something. Neither of us say anything, and then we just look at each other and start laughing because we know exactly what the thing is we saw and what we might say, but we didn't say it, which is even funnier. So now there's a double laugh. Um, or it's like you know I'm gonna start crying. This is, this is adorable. <laughs> but that's it's that's it's why I have both of you guys on at once. By the way, also I mean, I'm it, saving tape. <laughs> it only makes sense. It only makes sense. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of that thing. It's just like a it's I not that we know exactly what we're thinking, but we know like okay, I see what you saw when you saw this thing. Yeah. Whether that be just in everyday life, or whether that be in uh, design or art or music, it's like okay, I really what do you? I really like this part about the song, not my song, but like any song. Um, you got a short. It's like a knowing. It's a knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, sure. There's just like an agreeance on like taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. Simply, simply put, yeah. 
as a as a picky person two very picky people just really picky people you guys are pretty picky. <laughs> yeah i mean i actually yeah. this is this whole podcast actually is just yep. my way of telling you guys it's a intervention for how damn picky you yeah. both are. Yeah. You ever you ever just drive around for like three hours <laughs> just trying to figure out where you're going to eat at because because you're just like, yeah. See, that should have been your studio practice when I asked before. <laughs> um, now, I will, uh, you guys have to decide who goes first, because we're at the last question of the night. Well, yeah, and first. you go first. And I would just say this, if it helps you uh, sort of internalize a question where I started thinking about this after doing all of the school in the world. Like, uh, I was kind of the person that was like, okay, maybe high school is enough. And then I doubled down and I did the whole college art school thing and then I was like well that's definitely enough and then I a few years later was like I don't know grad school and at the end of it I was just thinking like what do you okay so you just made all of these decisions and you got a huge amount of education time spent for all this art what would if you were going to talk to your 18-year-old self or 22-year-old self, um, on the front of it, would you be like, yeah, do all this fucking school? Like, that's a great idea. Or could you glean, could you take from all those years just like, what's the one thing that someone said to you that was cool and chill and and you don't think most people have heard before? And that's actually what I came to it with is I think it's way too big of a question to be like, was it worth it? Should we go to school? <laughs> la, la, la. Yeah. I think it's just like, oh, I'm in, you know, my mid-30s, and I've had a few people over the decades uh, who have said uh, uh, some things that had big effects on me. And, and therefore, that's kind of, I mean, uh, that's also sort of the origin of this podcast. So I'm wondering if any of that brings something to mind for you guys that you've either found yourself or someone's told you and just something that might be helpful to a younger version of yourself or someone. Um, yeah, I would say having many ideas. Um, when you have an idea, do the best you can to follow it through, not even to finish it because it's cool to finish things, although it is, but follow it all the way through. Um, I found myself a lot when I was younger, like teens and up, 18 and up, since we'll, we'll start there, 18 and up, having the idea, but only doing like step two of it. So to bring it back to what we were just talking about, if I have an idea for uh, a shoe, I'll draw the shoe, but then I won't do the research in like how to make a shoe. And now... When I was 18, it wasn't maybe as easy to find that information. Yeah. yeah. But I, I let that, I let the idea just sit on paper. Um, and that went for a lot of things. Like, I've seen that paper. You've seen that paper. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, follow, follow it through. Because you following it through doesn't mean that it has to be exactly how you thought of it. So many things happen in the process to finishing something that you had passion about or that you cared about or that you really want to do. Hmm. that's way beyond the end product you, you're probably going to get derailed as a creative you're going to get derailed on that rate on that way to doing the thing but like really follow through on that idea or really follow through on whatever that thing is um and allow yourself to be derailed but 
follow it through because so much happens in that on the way to it. Um, and if you reach the end, great. And don't look at it like it's shit. If you don't like it 10 years later, it was, that was what, that's what it was supposed to be For sure. at that time. Um, but yeah, follow that shit through, like figure out a way to make it work. If you really care about it, if you get out of the bed or, and that's the first thing on your mind, that's a good sign that you should follow this thing through. Um, and just figure out how to do it. It's not easy. You're going to get really annoyed. You're, you know, you might want to be like, yo, fuck this. I'll do something else. Don't like really follow through on that thing. Um, until you reach, till it reaches its end. Um, hopefully that's the end goal. But like, yeah, follow, follow it through all of those ideas. Um, or whatever the main idea is, follow that shit through. Hmm. Um, the people you'll meet. When you're, you know, going places to get your materials or whatever it is, like it's all that's what that's what it's to me. That's what the art is. It's how do you execute this idea that you have, whatever your um, practice is. Like follow that shit through. It's good advice. Yeah, I like it. What do you got, Jay? Bring us home. <clears throat> you ever notice how in a Xerox? something like an image could be black and white but you know what like the shade is and you could tell that that's yellow sure yeah but no i wouldn't change um i mean like for the, how you're talking about school mm-hmm. or doing certain things like that i i wouldn't really change anything because you yeah. know you don't know where you would turn out but maybe you know you, you still know, don't back yeah. then school is a lot cheaper yeah. um Mm-hmm. different so continuing lots of education um that you know doing that but i would also have liked to seen probably what um both sides of that world would be but you can't get it so i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything on that mm-hmm. but i completely agree with marcus like a same exact way if you have that idea like you're you have your notebooks you're writing these things down that's this that's the same action that i i have learned about i'm right there i have that idea you have to go ahead get that thing printed out go there uh if you have the access on your phone to just create something really quickly and then get that idea so then you can just head over to the studio you already did you already did like like 10 percent, 20 percent of that mm-hmm. time where you don't have to waste and boot up yourself in the studio you're already like no okay, extra steps right? no extra steps okay. less steps you've got to be efficient that's it mm-hmm. so i guess that's the um what i would say yeah. like just i wish i was more efficient earlier and do do more than yeah think. yeah Think more about life decisions and less about art decisions. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Just mm. fucking do it. Yeah, because you can, you, there's always an easy and affordable way to do it. So just go for it. It's better than sitting back and doing nothing, you know? Yeah. This is a really lame way to end the episode, Wait but I, I Red. Do free, do free, do it the freeway before you pay, unless the way you pay is a uh, better quality and you can afford it. But just figure out a way to do it. But nowadays, the technology is all like you can get really good quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that that's you know. that's just good advice in general. In general, I mean, if you if you find yourself, yeah, paying for something that you guys are both talking about, working with things that have inherent limitations, and and that's. 
it's like the coolest thing about being alive right now is you can get free versions of Photoshop on your fucking phone and, uh, and they'll do everything you need it to. And sure, if you had Photoshop, you could do more things that you don't even know you need to do. But yeah, keep it free. Keep the, um, yeah, keep those costs low. And, um, and I was going to say the lame thing I was going to use oh, to end and it is. exercise all creative abilities. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, do it all Wait, what was that? I Exercise all creative abilities that you feel interested in. Yeah, fine. Well, that goes to you. Exercise them, meaning, again, follow them all through and. Um, Finish it out. Yeah, just don't be like, oh, I can't. Like, Yeah, I can't. I can't. Because I, I started off saying, I oh, I, you know, I can't go ahead and, um, you know, it was looked down on to go ahead and try and do art as a thing in school mm-hmm. in my family student, yeah. it, well no just in the family alone yeah. that's why i did fashion school instead mm-hmm. and then took the uh art classes because mm-hmm. i was like oh you know my dad asked me uh, uh was that what's gonna make money yeah of course art. that question like, of course i'm like of course it's not gonna make money but oh no oh i was talking about art sorry i meant of course fashion will make money because you know there is a way that you yeah. can get in that industry and at least make a livable wage you can be all right you but be you know with art it's completely uncertain so but i wish i would have just started off and kind of went against um not what people think um within within the family thinking mm. you know you can't you know that's just not going to work out for you. Not because otherwise, what I teach, I'm not going to teach. Who's going to Who's going to listen to me? Hey, I'll nerds! Uh, guess what? Jokes on you. This podcast is actually uh, you're you're both kind of teaching Ugh. right now. I know, okay. I know, right? Okay, okay. So the thing I was going to say is to add on, and you guys don't have to agree with me here, but uh-huh. it reminded me of something I read recently, and I can't remember you the read? author, but. The idea, the the phrase "just do it," um, uh, someone suggested it should you should replace "just" with "merely." Just is kind of pejorative. How okay, about, it's how like, about just merely do it? N- no, because <laughs> just the idea is you are underselling the actual the actual sort of importance and sort of the belief structure that is doing something, mm-hmm. but merely. It is also, it hints at the fact that, or it suggests at the fact that oh, it, it just is kind of like, you better do, it's kind of negative when you think about it. That's what I'm saying. Or, or that's what this guy's saying, and I totally agree with it, where merely doing something is like, yeah, it was a slight amount of effort, but it was real effort, and yeah. it yielded me doing something. Yeah, it's like, go for it if you want to. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. That stuck with me, and I, uh, I just, I, I, mean, I just I, like it very much. So I hear that. Merely do it anyway. I hear that, gentlemen. Um, this has been lucky. You're both ready to go. I feel like we could continue this podcast I just got for one another. Four. Say that's all. Marcus, take her away. That's it. It's going to be quick. I, I it's just uh, I like me the, the editing room. By I myself. like the perspective uh, of what you did. Just say. Mm-hmm. Um. Just fucking do it. Not in that way. I'm not um, negating what you said, but I hear you. as an artist, you know when to just, you know when well, to go. Also, go. also, also, wouldn't it be like how you say it? Just do it. Hey, would you just do it? 
Anyway, this is that part where we fade out. Guys, thanks for having the conversation. Yeah. It was fun. Um, bye. Good night. Let's go to bed. Good night. And that was my interview with the artists James Oscar Lee and Marcus Marcus. I really hoped you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know we had a good time sitting down for this one. As always, if you'd like to find out more about these artists' work, you can check the links in the episode description. If you'd like to find out more about my work, you can go to my website at isaacman.com. That's with two A's and two N's. If you guys have any questions about the podcast, you can reach me at artmatterspodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please don't forget to leave a rating or review or share this episode with your friends on Instagram. Stay tuned for the next episode of Art Matters in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening, and hope you guys all had a happy new year.